0: It's the fifth Sunday of Lent here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is April 7th, 2019. Today's readings come from Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 16 through 21, as well as Philippians, chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. The Gospel proclamation comes from John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershek.
1: The prophet Isaiah challenges God's people not to be hung up on God's actions in their past, but to recognize that God is active in our lives today. God makes all things new. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, Who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior? They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: In the following passage, St. Paul tells the Christians at Philippi that his former life as a zealous persecutor of the church means nothing to him now. What matters is experiencing Christ now in faith. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal, for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. The
2: Lord be with you and with your spirit. spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, Lord. Lord. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground, And in response, they went away, one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise, Praise be to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Firstborn of Mary, provocative preacher, itinerant teacher, outsider's choice. Jesus inspires and disarms and confuses whoever he chooses to hear God's voice. Firstborn of Mary, provocative preacher, itinerant teacher, and God's own choice. Jesus inspires and disarms and confuses whoever he chooses to hear his voice. We had minute prayer yesterday morning, monthly meeting where the guys from the parish come and, and we break open the gospel text, trying to hear what God is trying to tell us through that text. At yesterday's meeting, the question came up: What was Jesus writing? That's the natural question what. Well, What was Jesus writing on the ground? Unfortunately, some of the guys at uh, Men at Prayer, they would probably insist that he was writing the divinely inspired playbook for the Nittany Lions. He's drawing the plays in the ground. Uh, I don't know about that. The best explanation I've heard comes from scripture scholar, John Shea. And John Shea says, that the story of Jesus writing twice goes back to the story. Do you remember in Exodus, Moses goes up the mountain and God writes the commandments on the tablets? Do you remember that? God writes with his finger. But when Moses goes back down to the people, there they are, worshiping a golden calf And Moses is just seized with anger and and frustration. And he throws the stone tablets down and breaks them. One would think that God would be so ticked off at his people that he would never have anything to do with us again. But no. He has Moses climb back up the mountain. And God writes a second time with his finger. Our God is a God of second chances. Even the God in the Hebrew Scriptures, which so many of us think is a a vengeful, angry God out to get us and punish us. Even in the Hebrew Scriptures, the book of Exodus, God is the God of second chances. He gives us second chances are we willing to give each other second chances to grow, to get better, to be more loving? As I looked at this story and and tried to apply it to my own life, it, it came to me that the best way I can show my love for you is through the preaching, ministry, and leading the worship at the Lord's table. But often, I get in the way of that prayer, that experience. Who am I to throw a stone? I look out in the assembly, as we call it, and I see people like this. Your body language almost says, I dare you to try to get to me. I dare you to sink in. But then when I'm not judging and condemning, I think, well, maybe you're comfortable that way. Maybe you just need to be in that position, that posture just because sometimes it's hard to sit still. It's hard to be there. And then, when I'm not in the mode of throwing a stone, I think that God's word is powerful enough to get through your arms and into your heart. It's not mine to condemn anybody. And then, I think about when we gather for worship, we encourage everybody to join in the sung prayer. Singing together is the way we become in solidarity with one another in our praise and trust in God, our faith in God. And sometimes I look at you and you don't open your hymnal. Or if you open it, you put it on the chair in front of you like the book weighs 27 pounds. And I think that your singing is going to your shoes. What's the point? And when I get in the mood to condemn that that kind of action, (laughs) I think, well, maybe you, you don't sing because somebody in your past told you not to. They told you you have a terrible voice, just don't sing. I remember Sister Georgiana, who was the head of the uh, glee club at Bishop McCourt High School in Johnstown. Sister Georgiana rejected me from membership in the glee club. Fifty-some years later, I'm pretty much over that. (laughs) (laughs) even Sister Georgiana, God rest her soul, can't make me not sing. And what strikes me when when we sing together, when we sing the praise of God together, what we're doing is bolstering each other's faith. You know how proud you were of me two years ago in football season when I stood on the sideline at the Penn State game. Of course at the time I was standing with the Pitt football team, and well, maybe you weren't that proud of me. Uh, The sound in Beaver Stadium, all of you screaming, we are Penn State and whatever else you were screaming. It went beyond being electric. It was nuclear. It just seems to me that when we do sing together, the faith that we express is strengthened within us and in each other. The faith is strengthened among us. But I won't throw a stone at those who for whatever reason won't sing. Just remember, if that's the voice God gave you, God deserves to hear it. And then, When I think about our worship, we have a very active parish, and by active I mean during mass people get up and walk around. It's like it's really kind of strange, and 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 our kids, I I can see our kids roaming around in and out. My my friend Frank says that uh, our kids here at Good Shepherd are free range kids. They just go. And part of me is distracted by that. But what I've learned, instead of trying to, especially when a kid is crying, instead of trying to shout over the crying and the screaming, Father Bender taught me to lower my voice. Because if I lower my voice, maybe the kid will shut up or the parents will recognize that Their child screaming is a distraction. But I can't condemn parents and little kids. I've never been a parent. I don't know how tough it can be to raise a child in 2019. I don't know what it's like to be a parent and to come to church and just need an hour where you don't have to correct your kid and watch your kid i can't throw a stone at you i can't throw a stone at you i can't condemn you i had conversation with somebody from the parish who complained about the way some of you received communion. This person felt that when she goes to communion, she walks up the aisle like Sister Cecilia taught us, God bless her, like this, and, and it's just caught up. This person who was complaining was saying that you're not receiving communion properly. But I think maybe, maybe if we're coming up in the communion procession, and we greet one another, and we smile at one another, it could very well be that in that kind of hospitality, friendliness, we are recognizing that God calls us as a community, not just individuals inside ourselves but God calls us as a community and that in sharing the life of the community, in sharing the body of Christ and the blood of Christ in community, in the community, we know his life. He lives in us and we live in him. So I'm not going to throw a stone. i I'm called by God not to throw a stone at anybody who shares the Eucharist in that spirit. How about you? You know, we can condemn sinful actions. We can condemn sinful omissions. We can condemn selfishness. But Jesus cautions us that we should not condemn anybody else because we need forgiveness too. Woman, is there no one to condemn you? No one, sir. Then neither do I. The next sound you hear will be the sound of the stone of condemnation dropping harmlessly to the ground. First born of Mary, provocative preacher, itinerant teacher, outside outsider's choice. Jesus inspires and disarms and confuses whoever he chooses to hear his voice. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.